I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. The 2021 Vancouver Podcast Festival is this Saturday, the 20th of November. It'll be an at-home version again, but it'll be a full day of workshops, panels, roundtables, as well as two opportunities for social networking. Andrea Warner joins me now. She is on the programming committee and has been part of the festival since it was founded four years ago. And despite a pandemic, it'll be a busy Saturday for Andrea. She'll be kicking things off with Hannah McGregor at uh, 10 a.m. with a virtual welcome event. Then at 12.30, she'll be co-hosting Masterclass, why uh, we started a podcast company in a pandemic with Media Girlfriends. Hannah Sung, Garvia Bailey, and Nana Abba Duncan started a podcast production company working towards inclusion and diversity. I'll ask Andrea about the event, uh, podcasting's place in the media discourse, and more. There are more events, including a master class on building an audience for your indie podcast, as well as there will be two panels, one on expanding uh, the expanding universe of podcasting with the folks at uh, Kelly and Kelly. Paul Bay will be part of that panel. And then another panel on climate change. Visit vanpodfest.ca for tickets, a pass, uh, that will include access to uh, all the events. A Saturday is $25. Andrea Warner is the author of 2018's Buffy St. Marie, the authorized biography. And we ought to know how four women ruled the 90s and changed Canadian music. Uh, that was published in 2015. Both books uh, she appeared on the program with. She is uh, the co-host of the weekly feminist podcast, Pop This, which began in 2015 and recently celebrated its 300th episode. Visit uh, theandreawarner.com for more. Please uh, welcome back to the Plant Online program, Andrea Warner. Ms. Warner, good morning. Hello. Nice to talk to you again. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I guess this is, what, fourth, four, for the fourth time you've been on the show? Um, I feel like it is. And you know what? I'm going to like just invite you to go ahead and call me Andrea. I don't need to be <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> well, it's always, it's always Mr. or Miss, the first, uh, the first oh, okay. iteration. And then, then yeah. No, then, I just wanted to be clear. You and I are, I think, friends. Yeah. Point, well, so. they, not close enough that I can call you like Andrea Jin calls you on the podcast, A-Dub. No. <laughs> Maybe not. But no. I, that's mostly so we can understand who we're referring to. <laughs> uh, so AG and A-Dub, is, yeah. uh, it works out well. Um, I saw on social media that you were in L.A. recently. Um, did you get to hold an Oscar? I, <laughs> I didn't get to hold one, but I got to look at a lot of them. I was at the um, Academy Award Museum, actually, mm, right. um, which just opened up in September, I think, yeah. they said. Um and yeah, I was. I'm. I'm a co-writer and associate producer on a documentary about Buffy St. Marie. Mm. And so we were there. Um, she was being honored at the museum, and there's also several uh, places of honor for her um, and her contributions to film uh, in the museum. So we were filming with her there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and and so what was it like flying after all this time? So weird. Uh, I did the I did the thing where I used my point to upgrade myself so I wouldn't be sure. on top of anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was nice, but I, you know, it's just like you have to be in the airport so much earlier. You have to wear your mask the whole time, which yeah. is good. I want people wearing their masks, um, but it is um, you know it is ultimately kind of uncomfortable after a little while. Um, it's super weird to take it off and on to, like, have, yeah. you know, even drink water on the plane. Um, luckily, we didn't have any weird jerks being freaks. Sure. Um, yeah. 
Um, the, the, the thing that I was thinking about as I was preparing for a chat is, is um, uh, this is, I guess, the fourth year for the for the Vancouver Podcast Festival, and, and you, you've been there since since the beginning. You, you were involved with the creation of it, and until COVID, it just seemed to grow from year one to year two. Um, it, it just as me, the, the consumption of podcasts has, has, has just seemingly gone up, and and I mean everybody not only listens to podcasts now, but it seems that everyone everyone has one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of almost a shame that we can't do it in person because I feel like technically in person the festival could be bigger than ever before. Mm. Um, but uh, because of everyone um, honestly figuring out a way to make podcasts at home in the last. Uh, you know, almost sure. two years. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I think, like, one of the things that we have also realized is that a lot of people are having some significant Zoom fatigue. So even though podcast listening might be up, people wanting to hang out all day on camera is way down. Um, yeah. So this is, like, really, like, the best way that we could, you know, continue the festival, which we, you know, we really believe in and we know people love podcasts and we know that, you know, podcasters and the people who listen to podcasts, like it's a really, it's a really passionate community and it's so diverse and there's so many people, um, you know, just involved in all aspects of it. Um, and this way, you know, one day felt good to us. Mm-hmm. It's a good solid day, start to finish. And uh, hopefully next year we can be in person. Indeed, indeed. So there, there are master classes, there are panels. There's still a, a, a chance for people to socialize uh, during this day on, on um, the 20th, right? Yeah, we're really hoping so. I mean, uh, Hannah McGregor and I are co-hosting uh, the virtual welcome in the morning, uh, which is at 10 a.m., Pacific, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then we're also co-hosting the final event, like the happy hour at night at 6.30 p.m. So those are sort of like the primary social hangouts, like we try and chat with everybody, um, hopefully if people want to like maybe even break off into their own rooms, there's a chance to do that, like mm-hmm. that's, you know, we want that to, we really want to facilitate relationships between people and just getting to know each other. Um, and then, you know, because the because there's the master classes and the workshops, we are hoping that people, everyone gets a chance to ask whatever questions they want to ask mm-hmm. of each of the different guests. And so during the day, ideally, um, you know, other people will get a bit more familiar with each other as they sort of like, you know, hopefully admire each other's questions and like figure out what everyone's into. Yeah, so, so you're, you're uh, hosting a master class. Um, uh, with with the folks from Media Girlfriends, um, the thing I was thinking about, um, like most media endeavors, it, it seems to be that the the uh, the male element seems to be overrepresented, and <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and I, I I understand the irony of as a male asking this question, but um, no, I appreciate you asking the question. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so so Media Girlfriends, I guess, was a response to that, wasn't it? For sure. I mean, you know, they, Media Girlfriends, they started a podcast company in the pandemic, um, but it also, it's actually, you know, based on uh, a podcast that Nanaba Duncan, the, the founder of Media Girlfriends, she started a podcast in 2016 called Media Girlfriends. And that was to really amplify, uh, you know, uh, women and um, sort of women in media. Uh, and particularly 
um, just, to, just to give people a chance to sort of talk a lot more uh, about what they're doing with their lives, their accomplishments. Um, she talked to people about intersectionality and making money. They talked about Beyonce's work ethic. Um, and so from that grew this podcast company, which they, her and her co-founders, Hannah Song and Garvia Bailey, they started this during the pandemic so they could really just, you know, it's a, a podcast production company led by women of color mm-hmm. who are wanting to, you know, see more inclusion, diversity, and perspectives in the media. Yeah, that's that's key, I think, to, to all of this, is that, that there needs to be more diversity, I think, in, in all media. And, and why not in podcasting when, um, you know, it's a, a lot of it is uh, DIY. But you do need that. Um, that push, don't you? You need that. You, you need to have established companies out there producing work that, that people, uh, that listeners can look up to and, and perhaps emulate on their own, right? Yeah, and I think you know representation matters so much. Um, and and uh, you know some some people never have to think about that because they always see themselves uh, represented in their media, in their pop culture, in their podcast listening. But for everyone else who doesn't. You know that's a that's a really that's a significant gap, mm-hmm. and it's I think sometimes a very hard thing to reconcile if you never see yourself represented um, in almost any of the any of the spaces in which you yourself uh, just would like to see you know just would like to see people thriving. Um, you want to see your community. You want to see people who look like you. You want. I don't know. I think, like, I mean, just speaking as a woman uh, and and journalist um, and music critic, like, you know, when I started out, you know, there there were obviously like lots of women, uh, lots of women music critics, but it was still lots of women music critics is a very relative term compared mm. to the number of white cisgender male music critics. You know, like mm-hmm. it was. Yep. It was it was still a very small amount. Um, so I think you know, particularly a, a company like Media Girlfriends, it really has a significant chance to influence the landscape of Canadian media, and I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so so that uh, uh, by the way, if, for people listening to us, if if they want uh, in on the uh, uh, masterclass, I guess you, you you can't really buy tickets to one event. You have to get the, the full day pass. Is that right? Yeah, we, we decided to go with a full-day pass this year. It's 25 bucks. Uh, you can get that at vanpodfest.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can you can attend what you want to attend. Like, if you don't yeah. want to go to a full day of six events, totally get it. Um, <laughs> but if you, you know, if you do, that would be wonderful as well. Also, the other thing that I should mention is that, you know, maybe you can only attend the Media Girlfriend's uh, panel at 12:30, mm-hmm. but you also want to, you know, talk about think about climate change and like talk about so many other things that we're discussing. All the classes will be available online for a week after the festival. Okay, that's great. So even if one's not available on the Saturday, you get the yeah. pass, and then you can watch all the stuff within the next week, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And twenty-five dollars. I mean, it, it, um, it, it's a good. Uh, you get a lot of value considering all the events that you guys are putting on. So I really, I mean, I hope so. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Like, I really do believe that this, you know, that the entire day um, we tried really hard to make sure that all different kinds of creators uh, were included. Uh, we've got, you know, adaptations of podcasts that so were looking at the expanding universe of podcasting. 
that's scripts and movies and digital series. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at, you know, podcasting climate change. We've got some incredible people on board for that. And then we're also talking to people about how to build an audience for your indie podcast with two people who have really done incredible jobs with that. Um, Liz Albert from Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, and Laura Palmer of Island Crime. Right, you know, yeah. These both started sort of as indie podcasts and have grown substantially. So, you know, it's pretty exciting for us to see how many different forms of podcast, like mm-hmm. forms podcasting can take. Because uh, we really are covering, I think, everything from, like, the scripted narratives to media to uh, activist-based podcasting. Um, and I just, I don't know, I really, really appreciate that there's ideally, hopefully, space for everyone in podcasting. Do you suppose, Andrea, that um, if, if we work towards a more diverse um, landscape, um, in the podcasting world, the world that, that it'll be a better, say, more diverse media, media landscape in general. I mean, I believe that. Like, I think, like, I think always, 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 when we have more representation, it manifests everywhere. And particularly, like, something like podcasting. Yeah. So many news companies have turned to podcasting as it has become more popular. Um, you know, and uh, podcasts are created out of new shows. Like, you want to see that those relationships can feed each other. Um, and I, I just, like, I always, always want to, you know, sort of, I mean, I'm a white person. I want to be actively helpful in decentering whiteness. And I just think that it's incredibly important that more and more people, um, and more, more people's unique perspectives and voices and lived experiences can uh, exist and, and have space behind a microphone, in each other's ears. Uh, it just it changes everything. It makes the world so much richer. Yeah, indeed. Well, one of the things that, that, that comes up from time to time, uh, more regularly than, than one would like on, on Pop This, is um, <laughs> it's, it's this idea that the, the more things change, uh, you know, some things have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm wondering... Um, when, when you pick the things that you, that you all will be talking about on Pop This as you do week, week in and week out, um, how, how do you not let that get you down, say? Whether we're talking about, say, diversity in the media or or the, the lot of women in society, um, the, the depictions that we see in popular culture, you know, a lot has changed, but, but also not a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think... I think sometimes it can get you down, for sure, absolutely. But also, oftentimes we're talking about we're talking about pop culture that reflects um, our lives, and we have we already know like we have to survive it, we have to live with it, we have to deal with it. And we we you know when you when you live with it, when it's your reality, you have no choice <laughs> but yeah. to uh, but to live with it and and keep going and. A lot of the times, you know, the fact that, like, for Pop This particularly, the fact that Andrea Jin and Lisa Christensen and I can sit around and talk about this and name things and address it, and we're not hiding, we're not, um, you know, we can talk about sexism, we can talk about racism, we can talk about transphobia, we can Mm -hmm. talk about all kinds of things that otherwise, you know, maybe we could not have spoken about 30 years ago. Like, that in itself is progress, right? Mm. Um, So you have... 
have to sort of take the 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 bigger picture wins sometimes and continue to push forward. Like, I mean, the big thing is you can't calcify, you can't stop, you know, agitating for change. You can't stop pushing for progress. And once you do stop pushing for change, then, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways that, um, more conservative traditional agendas will slip in there to try and sort of push it back to, uh, a specific kind of norm because, you know, like I think about something like uh, abortion and I think about sort of Cecily Strong on SNL. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah. An incredible, incredible moment on television that we're still having to talk about yeah. 40 years later. Um, God, more than 40 years later. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is, that is, depressing and frustrating and irritating uh, and sort of nonsensical because abortion is healthcare. Um, but uh, until there are some like significant systemic changes uh, that need to happen on like a really like really global foundation, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to have to do these kinds of, I think, Ultimately, like, um, I don't know. They're not they're not performative fights, but it is. It's ridiculous that we do have to continue to fight them. Indeed, indeed. Um, and and um, I'll mention this in in the introduction, of course. A pop this recently hit three hundred episodes. Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I'm behind uh, several weeks, so I, I'm not quite <laughs> there yet. Um, but could, could you have imagined uh, all, all those years ago when, when, when you and Andrea and Lisa started this that, that it would have run for, for more than 300 episodes, say? No, I don't think so. I mean, I honestly, like, I think about it, always, I think about it all the time. It's like, I, I mean, I always have sort of like a, like a, a bit of a game plan, you know, mm-hmm. in my head for myself personally. And I can sort of plan things out. Um, but you never know if you're going to continue to enjoy talking to the same people, if you're going to continue to evolve together, like, you know, not everyone evolves together and that, and that can sort of create tensions and stuff. But I think what, I think honestly, like it's, Lisa and I both are so like the, like if there's one thing to be grateful for about the pandemic, it's recording remotely Mm. and Andrea Jin being a regular voice on the podcast. Like, I think that that really um, is such a, such a, great a great shift for the podcast it's so good for um us all together it's you know her her perspective is is so unique it's so different and lisa and i have very different perspectives anyways mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. i think a triangle is sort of always better than a straight line yeah. <laughs> um in a lot of ways and i i really think like you know that was that was like a really good change for us and it, I think it, like, made us all um, just, like, feel a little extra breath of fresh, as it were. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know if we'll make it to 600, but, like, who knows? Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah, you, 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 the three of you haven't missed a beat um, because I know, I know you, you used to do it in person at the library. Um, it, it, seem, it, it seems like you're together, but I know you're doing it remotely. And adding Andrea's uh, very often, she's the, the the funniest of the three of you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and I I love it when she 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 reins you in because of something that she obviously disagrees with. Um, you can you can hear her roll her eyes when 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 you or Lisa say something that that's you know uh, you know out there, and and it's it's just a wonderful thing that's evolved. You know the how how the show's evolved. You know. Thank you. I completely agree. Uh, she's hilarious, and um, I just I don't know. I really and I and I just like. I mean, I love them both so much, and and I love them like in the context of the podcast, and I love them in the context of like our our real life friendships mm-hmm. and stuff, and you know, it's just it's it's so nice. Yeah, they're 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 night because I listen to it late at night while I'm working on stuff here at my desk, and there are um, you know times when I'm just laughing out loud at, at you know <laughs> either one of you saying something. Totally hilarious, and so unfortunately, because I am behind, I can't tweet about it um, <laughs> because it just you know I <laughs> no one will know the context, you know. So, but but it's it's uh, you know the, the three of you together are just great, and I I can't um, I can't get enough how, how how much I enjoy the show a lot, you know. It's, it's, Thank it's, you so much. You've been so supportive since the beginning, and it's it's just like it means a lot to us. Thank you. Um, and and it seems like you'll you'll not run out of things to talk about. I mean, as long as the world's going to keep making stuff, yeah. we're pretty good. Like, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we could just like talk about nothing as well. I guess if creativity dried up, but I don't want that, and yeah. no one wants that. So as long as we got pop culture, we got stuff to talk about. I, I love when when you bring something. Each of you or, or bring something new, um, so some new show that we need to see. And and talk about that because you know these are things that, that probably would not have been in my radar, um, mm. and um, yeah, I just I, I, I um, and when you revisit things as well, things that the films, you know, so-called great films that we need to see, you know, that, that other people say we need to see, and then you revisit it, it, it puts everything in a, in a marvelous perspective. How do you see the show in the future? Do you think you'll get back into to doing it in person again? Say. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I can see that probably at some point we would do it in person if, like, uh, sort of, you know, pandemic changes uh, <laughs> are afoot. But we also, I mean, I think personally we do enjoy recording remotely. Um, we can still see each other's faces, and that's, I think, the key is just being able to sort of react to each other. Um, cause it gives that intimacy that in-person brings. Uh, it's like slightly different energy, of course, in person, so that's a bit different. But um, I, I mean, I see us doing it remotely for as long as we need to in terms of sort of safety and stuff like that. Um, I can see maybe like some kind of future instance where, like, you know, we hunker down in Ag's basement um, <laughs> and she makes she makes a small little velvet drape little uh cave for us to record in in person yeah yeah um do you think there i i someone asked me the other day if there are too many podcasts do you think there are too many podcasts around no i mean you know what's too many like if Mm. there could be someone there that's making a podcast whose voice has literally never been heard before and whose story has never been heard before and this is the chance for us to hear that perspective you know like um a lot of people start podcasts not understanding that they're like work. Mm. Like um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just they just think it's like oh I'm just gonna I, me and my friend love to talk. So we're <laughs> to do that. But, like, and you know yeah on some level that's true. But then you have to like talk every week at a certain time, or you have to like make a plan, or you have to just you know think 
about is anything that you're saying kind of um, adding to a cultural conversation, if that's something you want to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's and consistency and like putting out an episode every week or every month or what have you. So I think you see a lot of people start podcasts, they release like two or three episodes and then they're like, oh, this is way more work and I am mm-hmm. not famous. We are not famous. We do not have any kind of fame. And we don't do it because of that. Like, we, we do it because yeah. we enjoy talking to each other. And then, like, hopefully some other people enjoy listening to us, you know? And um, I think as long as, I don't know, I think as long as people enjoy making stuff, everyone should make stuff. Indeed. Whether it's a podcast or, like, uh, cookies or, you know, uh, paper mache yeah. uh, carpets, whatever. The one thing that I was thinking about as I was preparing for a chat is there's so many podcasts that started in Vancouver over the last 10 years, 15 years, if you will, yeah. that have disappeared. And the, the the audio itself has disappeared. I was just thinking of that. Remember that dreadful guy who was the, the producer of Jeopardy? And uh, he was a host for a little bit. I mean, you know, that podcast after the, that whole shitstorm st- uh, um, started, I mean, uh-huh. th- that podcast disappeared. And, and there's a lot that, 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 that gets lost to, say, the digital ether. I mean, if I drop I mean, dead tomorrow, I, I mean, my, my, I don't know what will happen to my tapes and things like that, you know? Well, make a will now, Joe. Uh, all of us <laughs> could make a will. Uh, we Indeed. all need to preserve our digital legacy and our archives, as it were. Um, you know, it's, I have, since I've worked in newspapers, mm-hmm. uh, which, have, <laughs> like, speaking of uh, a legacy that disappears, you know, I remember, like, one paper I worked for, which, you know, I... I, we got word that stuff was going to probably disappear as it switched to online, but mm. we didn't know the extent to which it was going to disappear fully. I mean, I guess I did, so I had I had a bit of a backup, but I know I had colleagues who lost everything. Yeah. And so suddenly, all the proof of their work of, you know, a substantial part of their lives had just vanished. Yeah. And that's hard. That's, like, really hard to sort of deal with. Um and and especially like if you're taking up a bunch of sort of digital real estate, um, you know, you got to pay for your hosting, and you got to. Yeah. There's so many different things. So, like, I get why it goes away, but I also there there are some creative ways to make sure that you preserve that digital archive, but it also takes up a lot of time to do it. So, mm. yeah. all these yeah, maybe maybe bequeath that, make it someone else's job after you. Uh, <laughs> After you leave this, this beautiful world, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put put it all on the thumb drive, and there you go. yeah, yeah. Put, put it, yeah, give it to someone. Um, I I can tell you how much I, I enjoyed talking to you again, um, and um, I, I feel like I, I, I keep in touch because I, I listen to the show and and follow you on Twitter, obviously. Um, yeah, me but, too. I follow uh, you on Twitter too, and, and listen, and yeah, it's so nice to hear from you and chat with you. Hopefully, a year from now, we'll see each other in person at the next uh, podcast festival. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, before I let you go, I, I want to thank yeah. you for for some very kind things that you said on on Pop This about me. Uh, it's almost a couple of years now uh, ago. Um, unfortunately, I was backed up, and so I heard this probably six months after you said it, and I felt <laughs> weird reaching out. So let me take the chance to thank you again for for what you said, and and I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Joe. The websites for more are uh, theandreawarner.com and, of course, vanpodfest.ca. That's where you can get uh, a pass for Saturday's Vancouver Podcast Festival. That's $25.
for Saturday the 20th of November. And, and of course, if you uh, buy the pass, you don't have to see all of the events on Saturday. They'll be available for uh, one week afterwards. VanPodFest.ca for that. Andrea Warner, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.